Hello, this is John Beasley, welcoming you to a special edition of Harmony UK podcast. Edition 39 is devoted to a single subject, the proposed merger between the two largest British barbershop organisations, Labs and Babs. Since 1976, the two organisations have existed independently of one another. Labs, the Ladies' Association of British Barbershop Singers, to further the hobby among women, while Babs, the British Association of Barbershop Singers, originally catered for men. Well, for some time now, the lines between male and female singers have been blurring. So what would a merged organisation mean? Well, on Friday, July the 1st, the chairs of the two groups, Natalie Fedden of Labs and Alan Hughes of Babs, joined me on a Zoom call. And I began by asking them how the proposal to merge had come about. We've got a little timeline um, of how it all came together, but um, the the quick answer really is that back in uh, October... Uh, Babs approached the Bin H team actually with this kind of idea. Uh, before that, Babs, uh, a year, pretty much a year ago in July, um, the Babs board had a discussion about about this because we knew the idea was kind of out there in the air, and we said, "Well, let's let's take it to Bin H and see what they say." Now, at the Bin H meeting, we agreed that that wasn't really the forum um, to to discuss those kind of things. But then, uh, not long after. Um, started speaking to Natalie informally and then uh, back in October made a more formal approach to labs and then Natalie if you want to pick it up from there because then you spoke to your labs colleagues about it didn't you and so yes as Alan says you know we met at the B&H meeting actually in person in uh, in Birmingham where Alan broached the idea and obviously it wasn't the right uh, time or place to do that and uh, Sue Ranson and I discussed it and thought uh, you know it would be ideal for for Alan to put a proper proposal to the labs board which he did and we discussed at our board meeting and in fact we took two board meetings to to thoroughly discuss it you know taking on everybody's ideas and opinions to see whether it was something that we wanted to move on further with so the whole of the labs board were in full agreement that it was something that we should pursue and and to find out you know how we could possibly work together and from that we came up with with a date where we could have a joint meeting and how did that joint meeting go i mean when you when you got the babs board and the labs board across the table from each other presumably for the first time i mean were were, were relations warm to begin with did it take a while for people to get to know each other were they were, were they slightly wary perhaps some of them I wouldn't say so. I mean, we're very lucky on the labs board that our um, our membership director has uh, kind of facilitated meetings like this in the past. And and she was the one that came up um, with a strategy for our five year plan uh, that labs have been working through for the last couple of years. And so she was the person that put a whole plan for this meeting together. Luckily for me, more than anybody else, because of the traveling that I'm doing and the events that I've been attending, I actually have met, I had met everybody that was in that room. And, you know, we've got good relationships with everybody. And it was an opportunity for everybody to introduce themselves and to say, you know, what what avenue they were from. And, um, and it was a very, very friendly meeting right from the start, wouldn't you say, Alan? Fully agree. Yeah, like you say, being around barbershop like we are, again, I already knew everyone on the labs board uh, personally. Anyway, so yeah, and it was 
I, I even I said at the end of the meeting just how I was so impressed with how open and frank and honest everyone was able to be. It felt like we, we, we nobody really had any guards up or anything like that. If we had a concern, we expressed it and we worked through it. If we were really excited, we were able to state that we were really excited. So no, like Natalie says, it felt like a really, really positive meeting right from the start when we just had a cup of tea at the start, really. It was just, yeah, really nice atmosphere. I think it took a lot of people in the barbershop world by surprise. And I'm just wondering what are the, 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 the factors that are propelling us, in your view, towards some sort of merger? Because going back, I mean, when I first started doing these podcasts, and, and Deborah Lamble, I think, was, was, was chair of Labs in, the, in my early years doing this. And I remember talking to her about, about the possibility of this ever happening. She said, we never want to have men involved with Labs. Labs is a standalone organisation. She was very, very definite. So I, what... what what what's changed, Natalie? I think um, what has changed really is the idea that twenty uh, percent of our members are actually now Babs members, you know, and that speaks for itself. You know that twenty percent of our members actually want to be part of the Babs organisation, and that mixed singing has really taken off. And I think possibly in in Deborah's time, you know, it was just starting out, and she didn't realise how big it was going to be. And of course, in Labs, we have seen that. Um, the Babs board have made a great success of the the mixed chorus competition, um, but it comes at a cost, you know, to them. Um, and they very kindly have allowed our members to become Babs members at no cost. But there is a cost to Babs for this. But of course, we still have the mixed quartets that don't have a home at the moment. And this needs to be addressed. So is the idea that the mixed quartets then would, would find a home in a sort of joint Babs Labs organisation and the, they, they would have a competition there every year? Um, we haven't decided how, how it would all go forward, but certainly the argument that you say, you know, that Deborah wasn't keen on the idea of, of a possible merger in those days. You know, it, it's a completely different kettle of fish now. And, you know, when I look at all the competitions that I go to, you know, and I go to to Sweden and I see people singing in mixed, they sing in mixed quartets, they sing in single sex choruses and you know we've got some amazingly passionate barbershoppers out there that are looking for any opportunity to sing you know and I don't want to lose any of our members you know and it is quite possible that you know Babs could become really huge and take on all these mixed singers and so you know I think it's it's a time when we need to work together. I mean, it doesn't mean that this merger would be all about mixed singing because it's certainly not, you know, it's about how we represent our members and give them the best value for money and give them the best opportunities. You could put the other side of the coin though, couldn't you? You could say, I mean, if I was a Labs member, I might turn around to you and say, we did as an organisation, Labs as an organisation, did very well during the pandemic. It maintained its membership, unlike Babs, who actually lost members. You're now, Labs is the biggest barbershop organisation in Britain. It's overtaken Babs. It, it really doesn't need to merge. It's doing quite well on its own. That's not the reason for merging, though, is it? And I mean, the idea is that we can see the talent within both organisations, you know, and we want to harness that to make it bigger and better. And I suppose the other side of the coin for you, Alan, would be, well, you know, Babs has lost members. This is this is a way of making them up again. 
that's not really the driving force behind what we what we do and that didn't really enter into our conversations at all. Um, I think an, another reason, Natalie's spoken very well about some of the main driving reasons, um, but if we think of towards taking our loyalty to Babs or Labs away, just thinking of the future of Barbershop in the UK, it, this just seems like the right path to go down to, to ensure, make it sustainable for Barbershop to still be here in another 50 years' time. Um, so, yeah, I think we have to look at this as well from just a perspective of we're all we're all barbershoppers we're all wanting to see barbershop thrive um and and this seems like a really good way to help us to do that have you each thought about the way that it might work i mean would it be a full merger where you just have one board one organization or you might you go for some sort of federated system where uh, both organizations could keep some of their own traditions because there are a, a, a lot of traditions that are unique to labs there are also traditions that are unique to babs the way we're looking at it initially is that you know we're a member-driven organization and uh, you know we will move forward um, according to our members wishes and so this obviously is is a major step that uh, we're looking at taking and we don't want to move any further until we make sure that all our members are on board so in terms of the things that you've just mentioned john you know we're not even looking at that yet you know the most important thing is that we keep our members on board we keep them fully informed and we we're still looking at the reactions from our members before we make any further steps but but the sort of things i'm talking about are, are, are the structure of an, a new organization and whether or not for example you maintain separate conventions which again uh, you know labs has its own convention tradition uh, babs has its own convention tradition you must have some idea about that surely I think we've got we've got many ideas. We can see many options in front of us, and I think, I think me and Natalie and our boards would both say this: not really for us to make those decisions about what conventions look like and things like that. We've got to consult with our councils, with our members, um, and discuss all this with them. Um, yeah, there's many options that we could take. What option we do end up taking, if any at all, we'll need to see in the in the as time goes on yeah so so what sort of timeline are we talking about in terms of of, of consulting people and 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 getting a, a clearer picture of what what's being talked about here well i think the way we're looking at it is that uh, obviously we've we've let our members know of of the recent meeting and what we've been discussing and then the next step is to have our council meeting where we have people from all over the country um discussing the event and whether whether we want to pursue it any further and you know it wouldn't be our place to say well actually we've got this planned and that planned and the other planned when actually they might turn around and say actually this isn't for us you know we don't want this so if the majority of our members were to turn around and say you know this is a really bad idea you know we wouldn't be acting in their best interests. Alan how do you see it? Exactly. Yeah, uh, both of our next council meetings happen in the autumn. I think that's right, Natalie, isn't it? You're in November. So we are we're going to be speaking to people informally before then and then formally asking the council basically for, for permission to continue with what we're talking. We have tentatively penciled in a date for January next year, Natalie. Um, that's after the council meetings, so we'll see, we'll see what happens then. And uh, really, I suppose, then we can start thinking about, right, what 
you can start looking at more of the details and how long those details will take to get in place. I mean, in general terms, presumably you'll both be making a case for uh, merger. And in that case, people will be saying, well, what does it mean to me as an individual? I mean, what, what would you say to, to, to barbershoppers who say, you know, how will this benefit me? How will this benefit my club? How will this benefit my quartet? Well, John, you might know that uh, I'm travelling the country and I go and visit clubs on a weekly basis or even a bi-weekly basis. I'm going all over and, and I do question and answers with, with my clubs and they are asking me this kind of stuff. And um, and the result is that they all seem very positive about it. You know, the whole idea is that it will benefit them in terms of increased education, increased opportunities. Um you know, one of the worries more so from the ladies is, you know, that they want a safe only women's space. And I'm sure that's the same worry for a lot of Allen's clubs, you know, and that would remain the same. But I would like to think that by streamlining our organisations, you know, we'd be able to offer more opportunities. And basically, you know, everybody joins a club because they love singing, you know, with our labs clubs it's often about community as well it's not just about the singing and then you know if if we join with babs there'll be even more opportunities so you know what's not to like do, do i take it from that that you would also guarantee both organizations would guarantee that single sex men and women's choruses and quartet contests would would continue to operate in this country under a, a merge group uh, again <laughs> it sounds like a cop out john but Certainly at club level on a chorus night, whatever the club decides to operate as, we will also always support them. As long as, you know, they're singing barbershop, we uh, we would always support them, no matter their gender makeup. In terms of competitions and whether we have separate competitions or joint competitions, again, it's just too early to say. We just don't know that. We haven't consulted. We haven't decided. But in terms of for the members on a on a Tuesday night at their rehearsal, if they want to stay as a men's only club or a women's only club, that is absolutely fine by us. We'd be happy to support that. So we really don't see that being a, a change that clubs are going to be forced or have their arm twisted to try and make. We just don't envisage that. If, if if all this does go ahead, uh, I mean, you, you made the point actually in, in the joint statement that Labs and Babs would become the biggest organization for barbershop singers outside of the united states i mean what, what in practice i mean what advantage is there to that i mean you know we're at the moment you're you're i don't know quite how far down the league tables you are but you you seem to have quite a lot of influence already does it really make that much difference being the the, the biggest outside the u.s oh for goodness sake why not why not <laughs> you know a larger organization would have greater national prominence and greater potential to raise the profile of barbershop in the uk you know I think one of the greatest things for me was actually going to the Babs Convention, you know, and seeing some of those quartets was amazing. You know, the future of Barbershop is really, really bright, you know, and if we can get the word out there, being a much larger organisation, we're going to reach out to more people and we're going to grow our organisation. So that's what it's all about. Yeah, fully agree. We, it's not just about prominence in the barbershop world. We've also talked about the, the UK choral world as well um, and our influence within organisations like Making Music and ABCD. And we think this is going to give us a, a louder voice within those kind of circles as well. Will it help barbershop to break out of its, its, its kind of silo as well? Because we all sing to each other at the moment. We don't often, very often, sing to people outside the barbershop world. 
exactly that's another benefit that we could we could talk about as well so there's, there's so many benefits that we can talk about that just being one of them so yeah i agree can i can i ask you um both i mean if you were betting people, and I suspect you're probably too prudent to bet, but you've both mentioned that this might not go ahead and it very much depends on the response of your, your respective council uh, councils and, and what they say and the wider membership as well who you'll be consulting. What are the chances of this actually going ahead, do you think, in the long term? Well, I'd like to think that, you know, it's it's a positive thing. You know, we're working towards this and we're going to encourage our members to, to vote for it. But, you know, we don't want to be seen to be counting our chickens. So, you know, you know, there's no way we're going to say this is going ahead because, you know, I've seen elections where that's happened before, you know, and guess who wins? So, um, you know, we're going to be very prudent, John. You know, we would like it to go ahead, but we're not counting chickens. Yeah, we, we wouldn't be exploring it if we didn't think it was a good idea and in the best interests of Barbershop and our associations. Um, that's what we're voted on to do. Uh, and so we feel positive um, about the idea, but whether it will go ahead, like Natalie says, we, we just we just don't know. We just hope. I, I, I mean, one, one of the things I suspect you'll have to overcome is suspicion on both sides that one side is taking over the other. And you... You, you you make it very clear in the joint statement that this is not the case but how do you how do you convince people of that how do you how do you say well look we're, we're going to make sure that in the end you know babs doesn't dominate labs or labs doesn't dominate babs um i don't know i mean i have been asked that question and i i'd say well you know we're going to this table you know equally and we will col collaborate and i've said you know from my point of view i won't accept a deal that doesn't you know go with our ethos and values and and what we are hoping for and i'd like to think that we can collaborate to to, to make it a benefit to, to all members um certainly you know people that know me know that you know i'm not going to be selling labs down the line yeah we've uh, i think the answer is constant reassurance and um labs and babs both we said from the very first contact didn't we natalie that this would be as equal this would be an exploration on equal grounds and we've literally from the very first time that we mentioned this we've talked about equality between the two organizations and that must and will continue and that's one of the key messages that we'll be sharing with all of our members that definitely oh. equal exploration yeah of, of course even if labs and babs do merge you then don't have a united single british barbershop organization there's a question of region 31 not entirely british of course because they have members in the netherlands um but they i mean region 31 members must also have joined babs for mixed quartets and mixed choruses region region 31 members you you recognize them and actually allow them to take part in in babs competitions they're also part of barbershop in harmony they also have they, they host the mixed quartet contest um at the moment they they surely are are are, are part of these discussions in some way aren't they they have to be well, I mean, they're not going to be in discussion about labs and babs merging because obviously they're not going to be part of that. So, you know, but the merger will affect them in some way, won't it? It, it it's bound to, if only on that on on the mixed quartet front. I mean, I mean, in terms of um, Sweet Adeline's Region Thirty One, we show them the utmost respect, and we realise, you know, that they they're in the barbershop world the same as us, and and they've got an awful lot of members within this country, and 
within the barbershop in harmony meetings you know we we work together to promote barbershop and um when we made the announcement um to our members we made an announcement to sweet adelines at exactly the same time so that they didn't get any of this news third hand and in actual fact Doing that with Sweet Adelines has enhanced our relationship with them because they realise the respect that we've shown them, that we do still want to work alongside them. You know, we, we both all want the same thing, but at the same time, you know, what's best for Labs and Vabs together doesn't, doesn't have to make a negative impact on uh, Sweet Adelines. I mean, you know, obviously we have... We have three judges for our competitions and they have four, you know, they work on a different, a different scale to us. And so, and also they're ruled by America. So, you know, we still want to work with them, you know, and as you say, you know, some of their members are, are appearing in our um, mixed quartet competitions and, and also in the mixed chorus competitions as well. So, um, and, and there are some women's quartets who compete both at Labs and Sweet Adelines as well, aren't there? I mean, you know, Sound Central is one that just immediately springs to mind. Well, and this is the thing as well, you know, because I've had uh, people saying to me, oh, you know, I sing in a in a gold medal quartet and there isn't the opportunity, you know, to sing anymore once you've won. Well, it seems that, you know, the winning Labs quartets go to Sweet Adelines and kind of vice versa. So, um, you know, it's another opportunity to sing. I can only see that it's a good thing. And in my experience of what I've seen so far, having told Sweet Adelines, I can see that we've actually got a closer relationship with them now than possibly we had before. We've just been talking about relations between um, Labs and Babs and Sweet Adelines in Britain, but I'm just wondering about um, international relations. I mean, you, both your organisations are now uh, in the Global Alliance with, with BHS. What have they had to say about it? Well, we, again, at a similar time to releasing the statement to our members, shortly after we, um, we sent it to, Natty and I sent an email to Marty with the statement attached just to keep him in the loop. We didn't want anyone of any of these key stakeholders to find out about this second or third. This is, this is Marty Monson, the president of, of BHS. That's right. Yeah, their CEO. And again, he, he, wrote, he wrote back and uh, he said he was very, uh, very humbled that we would think to write to him. Um, and uh, he, he also offered uh, some advice. He said, uh, uh, "If you need any advice with this kind of thing, we've been uh, we've been uh, we've been through some pitfalls and things like that. Uh, as we've ventured down the everyone in harmony road, he said we'd be happy to speak to you. And I know that just in a few days from now, Natalie will be over in Charlotte for their convention, and uh, in a couple of weeks, I'll be going to New Orleans for Harmony University. So we'll, I'm sure we'll both have chance then to uh, to discuss." The implications of this with Marty as well, Marty Monson. So that'll be really positive. Natalie. Yes, I'm seeing him on Tuesday, so uh, so that'll be great. And then I think later in the week, I'm meeting with all the, uh, well, I say all, with any World uh, Harmony Council members that are going out to uh, Charlotte. So um, there's a get together for for them there. So that's great. And then I think subsequent to that, actually, we've got a Zoom call with all the World Harmony Council members, haven't we? Alan. Yeah, it's the World Harmony Council AGM uh, coming up where we all report on goings on in our organisations and obviously 
this will be something that Natalie and I will be able to report upon there. So that would be good. Well, I hope you both have a fantastic time at your your, your respective uh, events in in the United States. It sounds like a very exciting time, and we shall uh, we shall watch this space with a great deal of interest. Uh, Natalie and Alan, thanks very much indeed. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, John. Natalie Fedden, the chair of Labs, and Alan Hughes, the chair of Babs, in a conversation recorded on July the 1st, 2022. It seems clear then that there is a distance to go yet towards a final merger, if it happens at all. And it's a journey about which this podcast will keep you posted. For now, though, have a great summer from me, John Beasley. Thanks for listening.